For gardeners looking to bring their garden to the next level, adding a greenhouse can be one of the most rewarding moves they can make. Not only will the added insulation shelter your plants from the elements, but it can also drastically increase their growth. In this episode, we'll explore seven astonishing ways a greenhouse can help you in your garden and answer the question, are you ready to add one to your growing journey? Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Prages Plant Podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Home. Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray. Just plant. Hello, fellow growers, and welcome to the Pray Just Plant Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today in this episode, we are going to learn more about the benefits a greenhouse can bring you in your garden and on your homestead. Now, a lot of us, especially as new beginners in the garden, we're not sure if a greenhouse is for us or we dream about a greenhouse. And we also ask the question, are we really ready to invest in this big building or little building or what type of greenhouse is for us? And those are great questions. I ask myself these same questions and I get asked from you guys in emails and for the, through the newsletter about greenhouses. I think one of my most listened to and looked at posts on the website is how you can grow year round on your homestead in a passive solar greenhouse. So greenhouses are important to you. Greenhouses are an important asset on the homestead, especially when we want to take those next steps to grow more and more on our homestead and not really expand our garden. A greenhouse can help us grow vertically, especially with tomatoes. A greenhouse can help us grow warm season crops longer throughout the season. It can help us grow cool season crops even into the ends of the season where we really aren't weren't growing before or weren't growing into. I know my greenhouse this year is going to really help us grow some spinach through at least till January and maybe some broccoli and carrots and I've been loving having my tomatoes in the greenhouse this year. It's made things so amazing. So I know greenhouse information and your ideas of thinking about a greenhouse are important. So I want to talk about that today and also really talk about some benefits so that you can really narrow down, are you needing it right now to exponential your growth? Or is this something that you can wait on for a couple of years? Because maybe these benefits aren't what you're looking for right now, but are in the future. So let's dive into first talking about that passive solar greenhouse and that podcast episode that I mentioned before. There's different types of greenhouses. So when we think about greenhouses, we don't have to just think about the single structure with glass or think about the ones with the big hoop house with the plastic. There's different types of greenhouses. Even on my homestead, I have several different types of greenhouses. And a greenhouse can be even as simple as a uh, caterpillar tunnel can be a greenhouse, but it's a seasonal one. You're only using it through different seasons. It's not a permanent structure. And maybe Maybe the cold frame can be very small uses of the greenhouse 
greenhouse idea, but then you have the passive solar greenhouse, which is this bigger building that uses the sun to grow not only the food in that in that greenhouse, but also to heat it, also to use different insulators inside that greenhouse to produce heat for maybe your home, to produce heat for even in the deepest of winter. I know my greenhouse that is just a large tunnel is not going to be very useful in January and February because those are our coldest months here on the homestead and I'm not going to put heat in this greenhouse. Now I could and make it go through the whole season but I'm not wanting to do that. Where a passive solar greenhouse you are creating a heat source through the natural sun and sunlight. So if you want to check out that blog post and that podcast episode and learn more about a passive solar greenhouse, I will include that in the link in the show notes below. So what are the show notes? Well, show notes is where I dive deeper so that you can dive deeper. You may find a blog post. You may find just some more links that I include beyond the description. But essentially, I'm taking you to my website so that you can dive into this topic and go diving through all the different topics that I talk about and you can learn more. So this episode, if you are part of following along the Purposeful Growing journey, this episode is going to be part of the Purposeful Garden. So if you find yourself in this stage, this episode is going to be for you. Now, if you don't know what the Purposeful Growing journey is, please go down to the description below and click on the Purposeful Growing journey. This is a web page that is designed to walk you through the six stages of the Purposeful Growing journey. And what the Purposeful Growing journey is, in my definition, is the six stages that everyone goes through to create purpose, to start growing their own food, to essentially bring a homestead to life for you. So we have the just grow stage where you're just getting our goals figured out, why you want to grow food. Then you have the purposeful kitchen because I think everyone, even without land, can start implementing homesteading ideas, homesteading knowledge in their home and essentially, most importantly, in your kitchen, even before you start growing your own food. Then you have the purposeful home where we're taking that purpose not only from the kitchen out into making a budget and learning about how to take care of our home so that we can have the time, and it has a little bit of time management as well, so we can have the time to create more purpose out and outside in the purposeful garden, the purposeful homestead, and lastly, the purposeful life where we're trying to bring all those stages together and we kind of put it on rinse and repeat. Every year we should be making goals. So you can be going back to the just grow stage. Every year we should be growing and developing our skills in the kitchen. Every year should be developing or adding even more animals or learning new skills in the garden. So the purposeful life is where we go beyond that. We go and dive deeper into each of the sections. Maybe we want to learn how to start a business and sell our products, or we just want to create purpose in every part of our life. Let's dive into those seven benefits or astonishing ways that a greenhouse can help you on the homestead or help you in the garden. So the first way that it can help you is you're going to have faster germination. Huge benefit of a greenhouse is that it warms the soil. So when you have warm soil, you're going to get faster germination because the soil is ready, already 
warm and ready to warm up that seed to germinate faster. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to have exponential, like carrots are going to go from 21 days to seven days. What this means is like your carrots are going to maybe go from 21 days to 18 days. You're just going to have a little bit of expedience there in your faster germination. But what you're doing also with that faster germination is you can start crops earlier. I can't even get out in the garden here in Wyoming until almost April, mid-April to late April to plant my pea seed, sometimes even into May because our last frost date is May 15th. In our soil, we get a very cold spring. Our soil is just not warm enough to germinate a lot of products. In fact, this year, I did hardly any germination on the garden except for carrots. So having a greenhouse can help in germination in the soil, but it also can help when you're doing seedlings. So I'm going to talk about that as a benefit as well in just a moment. The next thing is you're going to be able to tailor your temperature and humidity for optimal growth conditions. What this means is that you're going to be able to open the sides up to cool your greenhouse out, or you're going to be able to keep the greenhouse sides down and make it a little bit warmer in mid-April than it is outside. So you're going to be able to tailor that temperature and humidity for growing certain variety of products as well because tomatoes they do like that higher temperature and they don't like to have their feet cold so they're going to want those warmer temperatures but tomatoes also have a cap of how hot they need to be you get into those 103 temperatures tomatoes are going to suffer as well so you need that's when you're going to be opening up the sides of your greenhouse and cooling them off but you have control of that you have control of what temperatures you're going to be running in that greenhouse and humidity as well How moist or dry are you going to have it inside that area? Because even though it's a really hot summer outside, I could water a little bit more in my greenhouse and the greenhouse effect that a greenhouse brings can help hold that moisture a little bit more to keep more uh, plants that like humidity. Now the opposite can be true. I can have a really cold, wet spring outside my greenhouse, but inside my greenhouse, I can start creating that drier, warmer temperatures that maybe tomatoes, or peppers or cucumbers enjoy so that I can start growing crops a little bit earlier in the season. This goes also into our next benefit, which is increased variety of crops. Now, like in uh, Wyoming, I hardly ever can grow sweet potatoes because sweet potatoes take such a long time to grow. When I have a last frost date of May 15th and a first frost date of about September 1st to September 15th, that's only about 90 days. So when you're growing something like sweet potatoes that take 120 days, even a shortest growing variety is still 120 days. I need to find some kind of extension. And I've tried to use covers. I've tried to use hoops. But a greenhouse is going to be that product that I need because sweet potatoes take a large area. So maybe you're going to be able to increase the variety of your crops. I want to stop here and those are great benefits. But I also want to talk about, well, are you ready to be needing these things? Are you ready to be really adding a greenhouse to your homestead? And I think a greenhouse has lots of benefits, but I also think that sometimes we jump into them too soon because all of those great benefits that I just mentioned are amazing. And I have 
four more to mention and they're amazing too. But sometimes what we're needing to do is just learning how to grow in the garden. We need to be using our space that we have efficiently before we jump in to a greenhouse because greenhouse growing is completely different than growing in your garden. One of the benefits we're going to talk about was we're going to talk about an extended season. You're going to be growing for a longer time. Do you have that time to budget towards that? Because the next benefit we're talking about is cost efficiency. But if you don't have the time to put into the greenhouse the work that the greenhouse needs, then that's not going to be very cost effective for you because that greenhouse may sit dormant or not in use longer than a person who's ready for the greenhouse and has the ability, not necessarily ability, but has that little extra knowledge of understanding what growing in a greenhouse can be like. It has taken me I've been growing a garden for 20 years now and I am just now adding a greenhouse because I wanted to really, one, cost efficiency. I needed to save up the money to purchase the greenhouse, purchase the supplies for the greenhouse, but I also needed to increase my skills. And of course, if you're in the purposeful garden stage, this episode is great for you, but there's other episodes too. So if you feel like that you need to be increasing your skills in the garden before you add a greenhouse, then I do encourage you to go back to that purposeful growing journey page and dive into those topics and really dive into what can build your skills. Because you do not want to spend lots of extra money on a greenhouse that you're not ready to use. Now, on the other flip side of that, say you have been growing for years and you now have a growing family. You have been growing and you started out with toddlers when you first started your garden. Now you have teenagers. I have three teenage boys that they take a lot more food than three toddlers to to fill them up. So now you want to increase your crops. You want to increase your amount that you can grow in one year, but you can't buy more property or you can't expand your garden in any way because it might take away from this or it might take away from that. Then a greenhouse is amazing asset to you. If that's your stage, if that's where you are at, then yes, the next benefit of being cost efficient is going to benefit you because cost efficiency comes when you are utilize your greenhouse and you're getting more and more produce out of it. If you are not ready for it and you have only a few crops in there and you're not really efficiently using your greenhouse, then your greenhouse is going to cost you money instead of being cost efficient. So that benefit, yes, it's there, but it's only there if you're ready for it. So cost efficiency, the way I look at it, is the greenhouse costs a certain amount of money and it is a large expense. Investment beyond just buying seeds is a huge amount of money. But if you're thinking about putting into that greenhouse as soon as you can start growing in it and grow more and more, then you're going to be able to buffer those costs. I see lots of growers jump into a greenhouse when they weren't ready and then their big huge complaint is this greenhouse cost me more than I thought it was going to. And the reason was because they just were not utilizing it as efficiently as they could have or they tried to go in full bore with heating. You have to look at those costs and see how efficient you are going to be in utilizing your greenhouse to really see if you're going to be saving money. The next benefit is it's going to extend your growing season. Just like I talked about, by having that security of that layer of plastic to or however you envision your greenhouse, maybe it's glass, maybe it's a a thicker plastic, maybe it's not 
greenhouse plastic, maybe you are making and you've looked at a, a blog post that I put out about my first greenhouse, how I scrapped it together with just cattle panels and uh, construction plastic. It can be as easy and as simple as that. But what you're doing is you're warming the soil sooner. You are keeping the soil warmer longer. And when we do that, we essentially extend our season. Here on the homestead, on my homestead, May 15th is the first chance that I can get out and grow anything beyond maybe peas and broccoli and spinach because it will frost. It'll freeze my produce and freeze my plants. Broccoli, spinach, and carrots, and I can't really get carrots to germinate in early spring, but those types of crops can withstand some frosts. But by growing in a greenhouse, I wouldn't need to worry about that because what I can do is I can move that May 15th date to April 15th. When I can start putting my tomatoes in in April 15th instead of May 15th, which I'm not putting them in by seed, I'm putting transplants in, that's still a whole nother month of growing. And here currently, it's it's mid-September. I only have like five or six days till I first frost, but I know inside my greenhouse that even my simplest greenhouse with the construction plastic, which is like five mil plastic, I still could grow tomatoes into October because I could avoid those frosts. Because what we get here in Wyoming is we get a cool down, we got our fall rains in September, then we get a cool down, we get a couple frosts, and then sometimes we get a nice coolish warm fall and we don't get any no. Well, last year we had a fall rain in September, uh, the first week of September, and by mid-October we had snow on the ground. And not only a couple inches, we had three or four feet of snow on the ground. So it changes every year. But having that greenhouse, I know that I have that little buffer on each end of my season, and you can too. Because you're going to be doing the next benefit, which you're going to reap the rewards of soil warming, that your soil is going to warm up earlier. Now the other things that warming your soil up earlier means and keeping your soil warmer longer means that your microorganisms are going to be able to work and thus create more fertile soil. You have to manage it a little bit more. You're not going to be getting the rains that you have because your, your soil is now covered by a barrier that's not going to allow rain in. I get a lot of nutrients from the rain. You may not realize this, but in a thunderstorm where there's lightning, that lightning actually creates an electrical charge that pulls nitrogen out of the air and puts it into the raindrops. And that rain comes directly down on your crops and provides nitrogen to your soil. So having rain come down on your soil is is a huge benefit, but that is restricted in a greenhouse. So one of the big things that, and the reasons I haven't put a greenhouse in for years is because my well water is not very conducive to help my soil and my soil health. It forms uh, calcium deposits. It also has a little bit of salt in the water. So over the years of buildup and buildup and no rainwater to wash those sediments out, I actually have, in areas that I've kept a greenhouse for too long, have depleted my soil. But when you can find a ways to add organic matter and maybe you don't have the water issues that I do, you're 
going to be able to create more fertile soil because your soil is going to stay warmer longer and thus those microorganisms and worms and bugs are going to be able to break down things for you and create a more fertile soil because essentially our soil's fertility is completely and utterly linked to the microorganisms. So one solution that I am using and that's why I've decided to do a greenhouse this year because I've figured out the water problem is that I now have rainwater storage. I have about 1,000 gallons of water storage and I keep, I, we get our spring rains and that has been enough to, to water my greenhouse through the, the summer so that, that I'm not using my well water inside the greenhouse. I'm using rainwater. So that has been the way that I have gone around that. And one of the benefits and the last one that I'm going to mention today is you're going to be able to start your seedlings earlier. I can't wait until next summer when I have my seedling area out in my greenhouse instead of in my basement downstairs. Yes, there is going to be certain products like the tomatoes and the peppers that I'm going to have to start inside because it's still not going to be quite warm enough outside for those hot season crops. But all my spinach, all my lettuces, which I I germinate a lot of lettuce, a lot of beets, are going to be all done outside in my greenhouse in trays so that I can plant them throughout my garden. All the mess is going to be outside and I can't wait for that. So a greenhouse is a great way to give your garden that extra boost and grow more from having a soil warming and faster germination to tailor-made temperatures and humidity and more. Having a greenhouse can offer not just practical benefits, but also the satisfaction of seeing your garden flourish. Yes, you are going to be able to grow more in a greenhouse, but I want to tell you that you need to be ready for it. You need to have all of not necessarily your ducks in a row because sometimes experience outweighs waiting because I, I don't want you to wait just because you feel like you don't have the knowledge. But what I'm saying is if you are just starting out, let a greenhouse be an addition to your garden in a couple of years. If you've been growing for a couple of years, I can't wait to see you jump into that greenhouse and really explode and transform your garden into not just a hobby, but a garden that can produce all the vegetables that you're going to need for the whole year for your growing family. So I want to thank you for joining me here today in this episode of the Pray Just Plant podcast. I hope that I've answered some of your guys' questions about benefits and some ideas for you to be thinking about before you jump into a greenhouse or if you've been waiting on that cuffs saying that, oh, I don't quite feel ready. I'm going to tell you right now that you probably are. If you've been growing, if you understand germination, if you understand your area and how the, the sun moves across your area, because that's also very important to w- placing a greenhouse, then you are ready for a greenhouse. So again, I want to thank you for joining me. If you're new here, I want to welcome you to the Red Ridge Fellowship of Fellow Growers. This is a newsletter that I print out or email to you every week. It just brings you the new episodes to your inbox every week. It includes special tips and tricks. And this winter, I'm hoping to really dive into bringing you an educational class once a month that is only for my fellowship members. Now, this newsletter is completely free. You just need to provide your email address to me. I will put the link in the description below. And I promise I do not send any spam. You only get that weekly newsletter and you'll just get additional emails just 
when I come out with a new resource that I know that can be really beneficial to your growing journey. So again, go down to the link in the description below and come join us in the Red Ridge Fellowship newsletter. And as always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. This week's episode is brought to you by the Planning Beyond the Harvest Handbook. This handbook was designed to help you get your harvest onto your family's plates. We grow all this delicious food, and sometimes in the garden planning, we forget about the harvest and beyond the harvest. This workbook will walk you through the five steps that I use to get beyond the harvest. You can grab your copy at redridgefarm.org backslash resources.